Hey, what is up? Welcome to the Gimmick Street Wrestling Podcast. My name is Funky Sam Medina, and I'm here with Pratik Srivastava. What's going on, wrestling world? Uh, dude, just it feels like, honestly, Sam, like back to... First off, I'm glad we're going back to back now. We're actually like back to our once a week schedule. So, yeah, so hooray for yeah. that. But it's honestly like, it seems like every week there's another pay-per-view. Like every week there's something big. Oh my every God, week there's, there's so new. many. This past weekend, there was three GCW shows, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. I was in heaven. <laughs> right. You had three GCWs. Then you had, uh, you had Forbidden Door. Um, and you had, uh, well, I guess that's it. So that's not, that's not insane. Uh, it's pretty, but that is a lot. Uh, and then you also had NXT Gold no, Rush. There was a I, Hood Slam as well, which I watched. There was a Hood Slam. Was there anything for Impact? There are so no? many. Uh, I don't think so. No. But I mean, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We rarely touch on Impact on this and show. And then uh, uh, on, on July 7th, I think. I think July 7th. Uh, uh, Fight Plus is having a GCW show and an MLW pay-per-view at the same fucking time. And I'm so sad about it. Yeah, like, what do, you, do you have to watch, like, one on replay, kind of, or can you, yeah, can you switch back watch, and forth? You know, when, I, when I'm able to get my computer going again, because my PC's down, um, but when I get that going again, I could probably watch both of them at once on, on the screens. Yeah. Um, right well, now, yeah, I'm just going to watch one, uh, and then when that's over, I'll just turn around and watch the other one, probably. Mm-hmm. Or you could have one on mute. I know some people. Dude, there's a clip. There's a clip of someone at, uh, what is he at? He was at. Okay, it was, it was double or nothing, and he was watching. I think it was Battleground was competing with NXT. Battleground was competing with Double or Nothing, correct? Okay, and he was watching both at the same time. So he was no, he was at the show. He was at the Double oh, or Nothing show, okay. but he had he had his phone on watching Battleground. See, at that point, just just enjoy where you are and catch up with the rest of the world later. Yeah, I would not. Yeah, I would not um, be watching the other show, no matter where I. I mean, if you're live, you're there. You paid, you paid money, and then you're not even watching. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not on when I've been. I've been to a lot of wrestling shows lately. Uh, yeah, like I, I make one social media post when I'm there, uh, and then yeah, either I'm watching, I'm, I'm, I'm observing, I'm watching. Maybe I might take a couple videos of something, you know, it depends on the event. Like obviously WrestleMania is different. That's a big deal. So like, yeah, you want a couple pictures of the set. You want a couple pictures of the crowd. Uh, I did remember I was posting a lot when the cell on night two, like the, the cell was coming down like that. We were really excited about because it was, you know, the old school cell. Uh, and I think I posted that a couple times on social media, like while it was happening. I remember people were like, whoa, like, cause I had, it feels like during WrestleMania weekend, like I was getting messages from people who barely watch wrestling and they're like, Oh, I heard about it. Cause Snoop Dogg or, Oh, I heard about the old cell or, Oh, I heard about Finn Balor getting staple. Like it feels like there were a lot of uh, wow. casual fans that were hearing about things while we were watching the show. That's pretty cool. Cause I was getting messages from friends like, Whoa, he just got, I wasn't even watching. And then I heard somebody got like cut open and I wanted to watch that. Yeah. He's like, Whoa, so, I, people- heard, I heard Hulk Hogan turned bad. Yeah, or they heard, well, the Snoop Dogg thing got a lot of attention, too, uh, and Rey Mysterio. Because, like, you know, like, I feel like I have a lot, we we have a lot of comedian friends who, if they're not watching now, they knew about Attitude Era, so they, or they knew about WCW, so they knew about either, like, a Mysterio or the, you know, coming out to Eddie Guerrero's music or, 
the Hell in a Cell. So there were a couple like Attitude Era callbacks that a lot of people our age, if they're not watching wrestling currently, they were they, it piqued their interest. You know, yeah, absolutely. And, and then I had a few people, there, you know, she's mainstream pretty much. Ronda Rousey's mainstream. Uh, a lot of people were into the John Cena match, you know, and they don't watch wrestling, but they like John Cena, you know, because of his acting. John Cena's skinny, bold ass. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but we're, but we're not here to talk about WrestleMania. We're here to talk about AEW, motherfuckers, no. and we're here well, to talk I mean, about... Uh, to chime in on that for a second, I sometimes if I'm at a show, like a wrestling show live, I'll try to like yeah. jot the results down and stuff here and there, and and I found that like um, or tweet live tweet even, but I find like I'm on my phone too much when I do that. And I'm not in the moment. Yeah, I've been trying not to, especially at this past mania. I was worried I was going to be on my phone the whole time. I was going to be Dave Meltzer, you know. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, like I said, I was making like a few posts depending on like if it's like oh new this is old hell in a cell or oh this is Snoop Dogg. Like I would make like one or two posts. Otherwise, I was really trying to just engage. And watch the watch the matches. That's cool. It's about the matches, Sam. <laughs> it's all about the matches. It's all about the door. The forbidden door. <laughs> the forbidden door. Would you liken Forbidden Door to a mania? Like like a like a like a non WWE mania? Like it felt like a big card. It felt like a super card. It felt like a fucking long card, man. Like it felt like Triple H versus Roman towards the end. I was like, I know this is a good match, but I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, that was so. So I'll be frank. Yeah, there's a few matches I I missed. Whereas you know some of the other uh, fans who stayed for all of it, there. So it's like some people were coming in on the bigger matches because they didn't watch all of it. But then you have fans who weren't maybe watching uh, or were watching all of it, so then they were more tired for the big stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I watched the way I, the it way was the a night, long show. Like, what, like broke three down hours? was I watched because at three o'clock it was GCW versus. Uh, who was it? New South. Oh, were they South doing w- like a like an interpromotional thing too? They do quite often. Yeah, they do quite often. But isn't it interesting? They're like they're trying to jump on the Forbidden Door like the way other wrestling promotions jump well, on the, Mania. You know, GCW years and years they've been doing them versus other promotions. But did they have to do it the same weekend? Right, the same day because like they did <laughs> a show Friday, a show on Saturday, and Sunday they did GCW versus New South. Um, so I watched that, and then that ran a little bit into forbidden door but then yeah. when that was over i watched the forbidden door the forbidden door pre-show because i wanted to see fucking like billy starks and all these people you know and then i watched like an eight hour long forbidden door jeez i mean i'm trying to look door. on they just called the forbidden hallway forbidden hallway <laughs> the the revo- forbidden, forbidden revolving door it just never yeah. ends um <laughs> Okay, I didn't really watch the pre-show, so take us through take us through the pre-show. Yeah, um, I should probably get the card up because that'd be a lot easier if I did that. Oh, there was also a dark match that didn't even air on the pre-show. I'm yeah, looking it up. Bastards, I want to see everything, man. I think Tom Lawler ended up wrestling on a dark match because uh, of yeah, the, I think uh, so. I think so. I saw that. Well, that thing. that was the main thing. Was is uh now did they say what happened? What was it? Illness about? Adam they said Cole? he was sick. Uh, but then also not you know not to get too ahead of ourselves. But Britt missed Wednesday because she was sick. Mm, something was going on. Whatever it was, it was sexually transmitted. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh boy, uh, was Britt? Uh, Britt was not on the paper. Was not on Forbidden Door. She was, or was she? Yeah, maybe not. Es- maybe not. Was she escorting somebody down to the ring? I don't think so. Yeah, so Britt and Adam Cole both missed Forbidden Door, but Britt maybe didn't even have a match. 
Uh, so uh, Bushimon, Bushimon, uh, Goto, and Hashi defeated the Factory, Aaron Solo, and QT Marshall. Uh, that match was eight minutes and fifty three seconds. That's not even worth talking about. Um, Lance Archer had a match. That's cool, I guess. Wait a minute, I'm looking at last year's. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what? I'm just making shit up now. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay, yeah. Tom Lawler defeated Sir Pentico in the pre in the the pre pre. Do you remember watching this, or was it a dark match? No, Cause... it was a dark match. Okay. Even on, on Wikipedia, it says one D because it's like one dark match. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking at, and yeah, that's yeah. weird. So like, poor Tom Lawler goes from having a high pro. He's not. He doesn't just go from. <laughs> He goes from having a high profile match to dark match. Like yeah, not, even not even not even on the pre-show. I, I don't get it. I mean, maybe it was just because of lo- length, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's Dude, like, these are longer. I guess, I guess you're here. We might as well like is somebody just not busy? Can we just have somebody fight him? Maybe or maybe he just wanted to be, you know, some guys just want to be at that venue and be they're there. You know, they already flew in. Yeah. So they're just like people yelling are, people to wrestle. Are I mean, I would do like if I'm in town and I'm like if I get a chance, like, hey, can you do five minutes at this big arena? Sure, I'll do five minutes, you know, even if it's for nobody, you know. Even if it's, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. I'm noticing though, and let me ask you this the pre show matches, like, normally when I think of pre show match, something in under 10 minutes, maybe eight to five minutes. These are some long pre show matches. No, AEW has some legitimate pre show matches. Do you feel like, did you feel like the pre show matches dragged them? Yeah, no, they have some legitimate shit, dude. Well, I um, guess the, some of them had to be long. Like the if you're doing a women uh, the Owen Hart Cup tournament, that should be a lengthy match. Um, yeah, but the thing is, is okay. So in 1996, the WWF introduced free for alls, which is like a free pre-show, which was supposed yeah, to be yeah, like yeah. A show before even Sunday Night Heat. Yes, right. But I, I feel like you know they've definitely went away from that formula. But I feel like Zero Hour is like a standalone show. Like you could watch Zero Hour as its own show if you really wanted to. Dude, like that, like that's the thing. Like I was like, I'm gonna be exhausted. Like if I try to watch all this in order, yeah. so I was just like skipping, and I'm like, I I'll was, watch. I was exhausted. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Uh, let's see the first match. So the Mogul Embassy. I don't like that name. I feel like it's too too long. Um, but the the Mogul Enterprise. Are these players? actually people together, or are they just all just throwing people in a team or whatever? Because it just feels like it's like Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage. Like we're just throwing people together. Well, okay, so Prince Nana is an old uh, legendary manager in Ring of Honor, and he had a group called the Embassy way back in the day. And then when Ring of Honor relaunched under AEW, um, Tully Blanchard put together a group called Blanchard Enterprises, and it was Brian Cage and the uh, the Gates the Gates of Agony, I think they're called. And okay. It was them. And then and then I guess at some point Tully wanted to just leave. Tully was just done after a few like a month or two. And so they did a storyline where Prince Nana came back and he purchased um, totally the guys of the Blanchard Enterprise. Blanchard Enterprises, right. No, he purchased the group and then he renamed it the Embassy. Mm. And then at some point, Swerve started That's his what called the Mogul Affiliates, the Mogul Affiliates. And they were supposed to be like, I think they're supposed to be like a playoff of um, Hit Row, like a rap group, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, because that's what the Affiliates, that makes me think of rap. Um, but anyway, and he was already in Hit Row in WWE, so it's like a natural fit, right? You know? Right, and so at some point they merged the Mogul Affiliates and the Embassy, and now they're called the Mogul Embassy. And it's just, I don't know, I don't like it. It just doesn't feel natural. It just feels forced. It feels like 
like two groups coming together. Uh, I don't really know Bishop Khan or Toa Leona. Are they they're, were they part of the cool. tag team? Yeah, were they the Prince of Agony? They're okay. uh, Ring of Honor six person tag team champions. All right. Oh, the, Ring of Honor has a trios team. title too. I didn't know that. Yeah, but they call it six man. They don't call it trios, but yeah. I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've had it for a while. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, so. I guess Mark could uh, Mark Briscoe could fight for that because I guess he said I will never fight in a tag again. It'll only be. Yeah, two on two. He'll he'll, he'll do, do two on two match again. He'll do trios and singles. Yeah, he'll do ten on ten, but he won't do two on two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it could be. Yeah, it could be non. It just could be. It can't be a two on two tag, basically. Yep, yep. Good old Mark Briscoe. I don't know where he was on this though on the show, but but yeah. So I don't know. Anyways, uh, the Mogul affiliates um, defeated the, the Mogul affiliates were uh, Swerve, Toa Leo, Leona, Brian Cage. And Bishop Khan uh, defeated Chaos, Rocky Romero, Chuck Taylor, Trent Breda, and El Desperado. Uh, I recently saw El Desperado at a GCW event, and he was pretty dope. Uh, what the was next- the um, – well, I guess, okay, so – oh, yeah, so they, they are the – they are the um, that's the uh, the New Japan element to it. Yeah, rest, Rocky, uh, yeah, Rocky oh, Romero. Okay, Rocky Romero, uh, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and they're a group in New Japan called Chaos. Chaos. Okay, yeah, and then and just and I think Okada is the leader of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Okada's the next, in a big match, and the they got pre-match. What was that? Okada's got the big match, and they get they're stuck on the pre-show. <laughs> yeah. The next match is the match that I actually tuned into the pre-show for. Yeah. Um, the first round of the women's Owen Hart Cup. Tournament this year, yeah. uh, seven minutes and fifty seconds. Athena defeated Billy Starks. Uh, at one point, so Billy Starks. I don't know how much you know about Billy Starks, but I'm a huge Billy Starks fan because I've seen a lot of her on the Indies and GCW and stuff. And she, yeah, she's freshly turned eighteen. Have you seen her live? No, I've not seen her live. Um, but I've been watching her for the past few years. So I was watching this match from 2021 a few days ago, and she was like, I think she was. 15 she hadn't turned 16 yet oh wow she is so good she is so good and so now uh she just came out with her first aew t-shirt so now she's doing things she's on the aew pre-show of the pay-per-view she's in the Owen Hart cup tournament and she's gonna be a star she's gonna be a big star one day but anyways i tuned in to see her uh to see this match because i love wanted athena. her to win over athena i knew she wasn't gonna win i knew she wasn't gonna win but i also i also love athena you know and so um is Athena still Ring of Honor Women's yes. Champion? Yes, she is. And so this match was a really good match. It was seven minutes and 50 seconds. It wasn't very long. But they had just reminded us, um, Athena is a 16-year veteran in the ring. I believe Lee it. Starks is an 18-year-old human. Wow. You know, that's the difference between the two, right, experience-wise. Um, Athena. So- and Athena also trained, because I remember when she was still part of WWE, there was some clip of her and the Usos. I guess she trained with Booker T too. Okay, okay. I'm not sure about that, but I believe it. Yeah, is that well I guess I forget what her name was. I know what her WWE name is, Ember Moon, but I don't know what her Booker T no, name was. She was always Athena pre WWE. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was um, always Athena. My um, question to you is she's she's got the Ring of Honor women's title. That's a big title to have. That's a good that's a good like step for her. You know, like yeah. it, we've seen so many WWE wrestlers and talent come into AEW, get lost in the shuffle. Uh, do you think this Owen Hart uh, uh, tournament uh, win could be another step in the right direction for them? 
Yeah, I do. I do. I don't think she's going to go all the way. Even though it's it, even though it's in the pre-show. Yeah, yeah. Just because it was a way to kind of get Billy introduced to the audience. Right, right. That's what and I'm Athena, thinking. Like, I feel like Athena feel isn't like really Athena like. Was... You don't really think of Athena when you think of AEW now either, because she's the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Ring of Honor, yeah. And um, so it's almost like reintroducing her to the AEW audience as well. Exactly. I mean, I'm glad that she's on this pay per view. Uh, she deserves it, but it's definitely that thing of you know we're not going to see her a ton in AEW. You know, I mean, it might be like I could see her certainly going to like you know Wembley and all because I know they're trying to have Ring of Honor people in Wembley as well, the the high profile stuff. So. You know, I could see her coming to that. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I, I worry about her getting lost in the shuffle, you know, because especially is she wrestling weekly on the Honor Club? Like, are people even tuning yeah, in? Yeah, she she's wrestling tonight. She's wrestling Casey Spinelli tonight. Okay, great. Whatever the fuck that is. Right? It just, it just feels like Honor Club is getting lost in the shuffle. You know what I mean? Like, it I don't just, know. If people it feels are... like it's just every week, it's more and more like dark. Yeah, I'm just glad they got rid of everybody's like, why did they get rid of Dark Elevation? I'm like, well, you have Honor Club already. Like, that's your kind of developmental, you know? Yeah, and I heard, you know, that that Time Warner said, we want all of your programming on our channels. That's a compliment. I'm fine with that. If I, I would love, and maybe I'm just being selfish here, I don't, I certainly don't want wrestlers to lose pay if everything goes to streamers. I want them to get paid the way they get paid. But my, Mm from a convenience factor as a fan, oh man, if everything, like the Ring of Honor Library, Honor Club, AEW Dynamite, like you could put the shows like, you know, I think like Peacock has like the Raws and the Smackdowns maybe like three weeks after they air on live TV. Like I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. It would just be great to go to one spot. Like pay-per-views, that might be, uh, I mean, that would be... You can say the same thing about, about regular TV streaming services. You got Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, Paramount Plus. Like you got oh, to yeah. all these oh. things to get every show you want. I mean, like I'm like it's half good, sharing them. I don't know anyone. I don't know anybody who has all of them. I know people who are like sharing some. I'm sharing some of my family. You know, we're trading passwords. You know, you have to be careful with that shit. So it's tough, man. It's tough. Um, but yeah, what so would you mean, say of the pay per view? Excuse me, of the pre show. What was the standout match? Was this a standout match? I don't know. I like the ending of this match a lot. So okay. the end of this match came. Um, I forget exactly what happened. Billy Stark did some like drop kick off the top or something, and uh, Athena fell on the mat. But then she rolled like her chest, like her top part of her body, under under the top rope, right? So from her like chest area up was on the apron, and so then Billy Starks went to the top rope, and she did like a, like almost like a like a swanton, like a senton bomb. Onto the apron, but then oh, wow. Athena moved because she's a veteran. She's a smart veteran. And then Billy Starks hit the apron, and then Athena just grabbed her quickly, threw her in the ring, hit her, finished her, and pinned her. Jesus. Yeah, it was a dope ending. It was really cool. But that's what I that's what I uh, paid my hard-earned money on the pre-show to see. <laughs> uh, that was probably, looking at this, that was probably the standout match because, like, the next one was, um, El Fantasmo versus Stu Grayson. And, like, you know, I don't really give a shit about Stu Grayson. Um, and the next match was uh, who was it? Shingo, uh, Bushi, Tanaha, uh, Takahashi against United Empire. And I don't really remember this match too well. They're just trying to keep Kyle Fletcher relevant while, uh, while Mark Davis is injured, I think. Right. So we have a show. We have a pay-per-view. 
Uh, we open up with uh, Tanahashi taking on Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I don't know if you saw the uh, the dynamite leading up to this, but um, the, Maxwell Jacob Friedman did not want to do this match. He was even saying no to it. He was saying, oh, I'm contractually obligated to be there. Well, uh, it wouldn't be the first time I did a no-show. And then Adam, right. Cole, Adam Cole comes out, calls him a coward, gets the entire crowd to chant coward, and then he does it because he doesn't want to be called a coward. And it's like, damn, is that fucking easy to manipulate you? You know, like, I should come out and be like, give me $1 million, coward. You know, I think it's one of those things where it it fits the storyline because I think in a lot of uh, interviews, he's basically like, I hate New Japan. This sucks. I'm not doing this. So to me, it fits. No, it does fit the storyline that he didn't want to do the match. But I just think they persuade him very easily. It, it, well, it felt very heel one heel crowd one hundred and one. Like, oh, we're gonna call you a chicken shit pussy, yeah. and then you're but gonna do it just the week before too to him. Well, he didn't want to wrestle Cole, and then it took he him yelling. Cole, yeah. yeah, so it's like the storyline is you're a coward, and then he does it eventually. He, he hand ring does I guess it's it. Supposed you know, to be silly. I don't know. Yeah, it's silly. I mean, it's entertaining. Look, um, kudos to Max for going first. You know, it seems like first has become the new. Um, main event kind of like you don't want to be like second or third you want to be first uh i mean if you're not uh, or last you should go first that's what they say yeah even in comedy i would say that i mean i don't mind going first after the house sometimes just because you get a temperature of the room oh my gosh you know, one time i did this this dude i'm not gonna ma- mention any names here this dude asked me if i wanted to do a guest spot on the show and i was like yeah dude i'll do it right it was at my club whatever right well i was working and so he goes he doesn't even go to the microphone to go to the stage. He like grabs the off mic, the off stage mic, and introduces me to do a guest set. Like as before the show even really starts. And then when my set was over, then he opened up the show by the hosting. And I'm like, what am I the fucking pre-show or what's happening here? Yeah, I've, 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 I, I know certain clubs. I'm not going to mention the names of the clubs, but they'll do spots like dark show match spots like before the show no, starts. That wasn't but, like the club's doing. That was just that guy's doing. But that was, yeah, like the, you would do it at a club. Like if it's a major club, which it is, it's a major yeah. club in LA. Like if you had to go on before a, a big show, but it's a big show with like, you know, whoever, big names, Whitney Cummings, Daryl Hammond, whatever, you do that spot, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But you um, didn't do it tell you first, right? Because I was expecting the normal, like him to go up, open the show, do his set, and then introduce me. Right. Anyway, anyway, but you got to be on the. I mean, I'm going to New York, and I'll be taking a few spots uh, that you know are just. uh, Sometimes you got to host once in a while if you're in a different state. Hosting is my favorite. Hosting ain't. uh, It's not easy to do. It's definitely a. There's some. There's some clubs that pay more uh, for the host. Uh, I think out here it makes sense because the host is kind of keeping the. Structure of the and show, the but, uh, yeah, let's... bulletproof. Yeah, I. Uh, in fact, in fact, your roommate uh, did this. Did he do a video or was it a thing I read? Um, but he did a piece. I don't remember if it was a, if it was if it was a video or if it was actual just like uh, text. But he did a piece called "How to Be a Better Host" or something like that. And yeah, I he's read got it. a few things like that. Yeah, I read it and I was like, okay, I think I check all those boxes. So that's what I learned that term. Uh, the host has to be bulletproof. I learned it from Sammy because it's true, though. It's true. You know, like mm-hmm. like I can go up there and I can like do my entire set and like maybe not get laughs or maybe like something weird in the room happens and it won't shake me. So. No, I um, 
I think hosting is it's a it's an underrated skill. It doesn't always get the respect it deserves, but you know, I, I, to any to any comic out there watching this or listening to this, uh, yeah, make sure you can learn how to host. Um, I'm not going to give any details yet, but if you're in the Bay Area, uh, I just got this opportunity. I'm super excited about it. December 9th. Uh, there's a band that 10 years ago I was opening for at Open Mics, and on December 9th, I'm going to host and do comedy uh, at a concert of theirs at a venue. And I'm super excited about it. I'm going to introduce all the bands. I'm going to do a comedy set. It's going to be great. Well, congrats, Sam. I hope yeah. it goes well. Yeah, thanks. Um, but yeah, let's get back to, uh, you know, it's funny. We were okay. talking about like first is better than second, but guess who went second? Good old uh, Pepsi Phil. Good old Pepsi Phil. Hey, so uh, the, the first match, though, was a good match. Um, the ending was pretty pretty good, actually. He what did he, he had the ring, and he I can't remember exactly what he did, but he tricked Tanahashi and he hit the ring and and he got the win and he stuck one out and it, it was a very believable way. A lot of times I will walk away from an MJF match thinking that was not believable. Like when he beat Brian, the way he used that fire extinguisher, there was no way the referee did not see that. That to me, yeah, that felt happy. a little. Uh, I guess it was a fire extinguisher or an air pump. I don't. Oh, it was remember. the air pump. It was the air pump. Yeah, because they had left it behind because they had to give oxygen to somebody during the. But they went and correct me if I'm wrong. That wasn't like the sudden death, right? They they went the full that was sixty. Sudden death. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was storyline there, and and then and but here's the thing: it, it didn't feel as believable. But then, what helped was the post match promo that aired, where Brian's like, oh, "I was like, yeah, I, I I want to be spent time with my kids." And uh, if I didn't tap out, I wouldn't get to see my kids. Like that felt emotional. That yeah, felt emotional. no, that did. But I just didn't like the way the match ended. But this no. way, this one, I feel like it ended well. It ended good. Um, that was believable. And Tanahashi lost, and whatever it happens. Yeah, I just I feel bad for Tanahashi because he's now lost at two. He's zero and two at Forbidden Door. Yeah, it's okay. He's bulletproof. He he goes to Impact in on the multiverse, and he beats people like Mike Bailey. So he's fine. <laughs> he gets a Mike Bailey. Yeah, yeah that's to be doing. Mike Bailey. So whatever. Um, so on the pre-show, uh, whenever RJ City or Renee, uh, whatever the fuck her name is, uh, would, would mention would mention CM Punk, you get some booze in the crowd. In fact, uh, I think on on uh, Dynamite they weren't very happy to see him. And it's like we're not in Chicago anymore, Toto. You know? Yeah, it felt like because they were in Canada, like once he got to Canada, then the booze started coming out. They yeah. were booing the shit out of him in Canada. Well, that's why I think there's elements that we talked about this last week. I or I feel like Punk is going to get sort of the the Piper Portland sort of like hometown, you know, face. Where he's a huge hero in Chicago, but everyone's yeah. kind of a, he leaves a bad taste in her mouth. It'll be like a polarizing, like some people will cheer. Yeah. Some but people at the will same boo. time, though, you go, okay, well, Toronto technically is bizarro world. Toronto so is happens, definitely a bizarro world. Let's see what happens sure. when they're not in Chicago or in Toronto, you know? Like, will he get booed in like LA? Will he get booed in like fucking New Jersey? I think LA, he'll do well. I think Vegas will always be, I think Vegas, because that's where the pipe in bomb Vegas, was. I think Vegas, right. Exactly. Yeah. So certain markets, you know, I think in the Midwest, he'll also get a good, well, probably not in Cincinnati, not in Moxley country. He's probably going to get booed there, you know, because yeah. all the Moxley stuff. They're going to yell Rocky three chants at him or whatever. I read, um, I don't know how true this is, but I read the Young Bucks were not on the pay-per-view. This, they're not, uh, they're Young Bucks, no, the Young Bucks did not participate in the Chicago TV because they didn't want to get booed. That's what yeah, I read. So I don't know how true that was. I thought it was also because they didn't want to be in the same space as Punk. 
Maybe, maybe. I think they should. But, and I heard, oh, we have to talk about this. I guess, weren't they like at separate ends of the arena? Yeah, no, Punk was in a different building. I, oh, read, really? I don't know was... how true it is, but I read online that Punk was in a different building than everybody else. Yeah. That's crazy. And probably wasn't, like, he probably, maybe that's why he went up early, so he could, like, go. We could just leave. But doesn't he have <laughs> a bus? Because I remember in WWE, he would just stand on his bus the whole time. I I'm think sure he, he yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's part of the deal. He has a bus. Yeah, I'm sure it can't be hard to get a bus for Tony Khan. Yeah. But he didn't have a bus. In, he probably has a bus for other parts, but in Chicago, he just stays in Because obviously, the locker room fight happened yeah. because he had his own dressing. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right about that, too. But I feel like since he's been back, and I don't want to touch on this too long, we do have to keep moving, but I do think that he he's not dressing in the group locker room even when he came back the first time. No. He no. always had – my understanding was he always had his own dressing room. Yeah, I'm sure he did, too. Since he's come back to AEW. So this it's nothing new. I mean, that Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin has his own dressing room. No, especially when Stone Cold Steve Austin, I mean – Yeah. Like that's what that's what I guess he's not, but he feels like it to wrestling fans. He's a hero for, for yeah. a lot of us, you know. I mean, I get that he's gonna get booed. So he came out, fun. he got booed. Uh, he at first was a little bit like what, but then he kind of started embracing it. He even did the Hulk Hogan ear taunt for a little while. Like I can't hear. Yeah, I feel like he knows what he, he's he's not gonna be thrown off by anything. No, I know? think he was for a second, but then he decided to just flip it on them. I mean, the guy knows how to play heel. He's been he doing this forever, so he can. Yeah, yeah it was cute that he, he got, did the Hogan. Thing. He got his win over Kojima in the uh, Owen Hart Memorial <sighs> Cup. It was. A- I mean, I could see him go. I don't see him winning the tournament. I could see him maybe going to the finals just to elevate like a Starks or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my thinking is probably Joe or Punk. But you know what? Though he's such a huge Bret Hart mark, he might want to win it. That'd be true too. Because he's a huge. But it's not like Hart. But hey, it's Martha Hart's tournament, not not Bret. Bret and Martha don't get along. I don't know if you know. I do know. I do know that. <laughs> That's why, yeah, I heard something on Twitter. You heard, you heard one of the comments Brett said, and I don't want to link oh, around this. Oh, what did he, Brett say? Brett said at one point, this is a couple years ago, when he felt that Martha, he was like, look, we all lost. I lost a brother. Martha lost a husband. We all miss Owen. But to handcuff WWE and not let them have good footage, we should be able to celebrate his matches. And I've, I've come around to that. And I just feel like, you know, he said this. He said, Martha, Martha has the... Uh, you know, she she took the settlement money and, and got a PhD in psychology from England. You know, she went to Oxford and got a PhD in psychology. But what Martha Hart really needs to do is psychoanalyze herself because she's hurting Owen Hart fans. Yeah. So my quick theory on not theory, but feelings, I guess, is so I'm a Bret Hart fan. Bret Hart's my number one of all time. I love Bret Hart. I'm going to go on the record and say that. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways over the years, Bret Hart has villainized Martha Hart to us wrestling fans by saying things like that. And I agreed with him. I completely agree with him. Let Owen be in the games. Let us have DVDs. Let us have Owen. Let us celebrate Owen. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Let us, let us celebrate Owen. I felt that but, way too, but then, but I will say when I watched that dark side about it and to see that the family was sending evidence to WWE and being shady to her. And let's be honest here. The Hart family has their own cracks and they're not all, you know, together. You know what I mean? Like, Brett doesn't get along with certain members. There are members of the family that like were bitter that when Owen died, they didn't get a piece of the settlement. Yeah. So like there's clearly fractured. The Hart family is fractured for sure. Um, I do see her side a little bit of not wanting to go back to WWE. You know, I, I don't think she wants, I would not, if I had a loved one that was killed by an organization, I probably wouldn't want to work with that organization. Um, 
But that to me, that's what's perfect about Owen being in Fight Forever and working with AEW. Is you're getting a chance to celebrate Owen. You're getting a chance to celebrate his matches, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I thought that, like, you know, like, let us celebrate him. Like, what are you doing? Like, like what Brett was saying that she, she was being villainized and she was a villain almost like in my mind for so long. Um, right. But then, but now the way that she's embraced AEW and the way that she's like kind of almost given them full access to what she can provide for Owen Hart. I feel it's amazing, and I, I'm really happy. I, I think she's a, a, awesome, and I really I like this. And you know, I've heard some podcasts with her recently when this whole Owen Hart thing started, and she's just she's an incredible person, and I, I think she's awesome. And I think she's doing the right thing. I uh, no, I want I want to see more of Owen. I'm excited for Fight Forever. If if anything, it comes I'm out actually, today. Well, happy happy Fight Forever Day, everybody! Hell yeah. I am leaning towards getting it, maybe for like PC or something, you know. Yeah, I when my computer is up and running again, I'm gonna get it. Cause you know the last time Owen Hart was in the game, guess what it was? In your house. No, WWF Attitude, the play, the place, the, the game that went to all the three consoles. Mm, I think In Your House was after that. Maybe not though. No, it was WWF. It was WWF Attitude because they had initial designs of Blue Blazer, and then what they did was they removed any character with blue blazer, but they still kept Owen as himself. And they made a tribute to Owen. They tributed the game to Owen. Mm, okay. Yeah. I think but, I um, but yeah, let's do yeah, uh, yeah, the match was fine. I, I liked it. It was a good, you know, good, like, you know, second, ma- second match kind of thing. It's good that punk went up early. I wasn't expecting punk to headline. He's in a qualifier match. Uh, and if anything, he raises, you know, Kojima's, you know, profile by doing this. Um, Absolutely, and I, and I thought, and and again, people can say what they want about Punk. Punk knows how to give back and elevate new stars. No one can deny he's he's wanted to work with new guys and fresh athletes since the beginning. So I thought this was a great showcase for him to elevate Kojima. I agree. I do agree with that. Like he knows right, he though, takes the uh, attitude, win, but he, attitude. Sorry, he attitude came out in ninety nine, and uh, in your house came out in ninety six. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were wrong about that. Yeah. No, you were right. Sorry. You were right. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, um, sorry to go on. No, I was just saying, like, yeah, I, I feel like Kojima got a good showing, even though he lost. With that's a skill to me. Is I mean, so many guys get buried, but they don't look strong. Whereas Punk is good at making guys look strong, even if they lose. Yeah, I, I, I don't think absolutely. we can. I I don't know. There's certainly guys in AEW that can do that, but not everyone. That is a talent, and not everybody can do that. So kudos to Punk. Hell yeah. Punk is dope, man. Punk is super dope. I can't wait to see him and Joe go one-on-one. Oh, yeah. Um, um, next with the four-way. Yeah, we had a four-way for the international title. It was it short. Cassidy. Was that? It felt like a short match. 11-15. It's pretty short, actually. Yeah. Uh, Orange Cassidy defeated Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Shibata and Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia. Yeah. The Dragon Slayer, Daniel Garcia. What do you think? It was cool. It was fun. Um, you know, I, I kind of expected Orange Cassidy to win just because, like, he's, he's just so over still. The, the fans love He's him. so over, but that's why part of me was like, if this is a way to lose it, you know, because it's a four way, you he doesn't have, have to get pinned. pinned. Yeah. I just, I, it's an international championship. It needs to be defended overseas. And I think this would have been a good way to give New Japan this kind of like, hey, you got a New Japan guy with an AEW title. And to me, there's an instant story there. You know what I mean? I feel like when they change the name of it, they also drop the idea of it. 
I mean, yeah, but all Atlantic to me, international still means it's not like it's called all like. I mean, all basically, league. just the intercontinental title. For AEW at this point, I, I know we keep. I know I'm, I'm, I sound like a broken record, but I'm like, I like. I agree Pac with was, you completely. I like what Pac was doing with it, I and I want it. Yeah, and I just whoever has it should travel a little bit with it. I mean, I feel like he should go to the UK and lose it to somebody that wrestles the, in the UK mostly, you know. Or have them come to Dynamite and beat him for it or something. I don't know. I just yeah. Has Orange Cassidy defended it outside of AW at all? I have no idea. I mean, I could probably find out if I really wanted to, but I have no idea. I just, probably I not think because I feel like he's exclusive. Yeah. See, so that's why I was hoping like a Saber Junior or someone could have got, or maybe even Shibata could have gotten it. You know, I don't, I don't mind that. But I feel like Shibata's already got this Ring of Honor title that he doesn't need, and Zack Saber Junior, if he's going to go around the world. Defending titles, it's gonna be that Ring of Honor. I mean, not Ring of Honor, that New Japan TV title. New, the New Japan TV title, which he has, correct? Which he yeah, already has, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice so. looking belt. It's it's a square. It's weird, but it's a nice looking belt. And Garcia is not pure champion, correct? No, Shibata is Shibata. Shibata oh, so then bread. Garcia could have used it, and he would wrestle overseas. Shibata bread. Um. All right. So yeah, I, I give that. I mean, that match was. I'm not gonna at one point right during now. this match. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Oh. And Daniel Garcia were in the ring, and I looked at my wife and I said, "All three of these people are from GCW, including the referee." <laughs> Hell yeah! Proud. I was a proud moment. It was a proud moment in my life. But yeah, I watched all that shit already. I like no, but it's good that you get to you know you must be really excited because you're seeing guys and girls that you grew up with, and now they're like you know they're on the big stage now. Hell yeah. And I mean, I've really, really been watching GCW this year. Uh, I be, But I literally watched a little bit of 18, all of 19, all of 20, and now I'm in 2021. Right. So, like, I've literally watched, I've watched so much of it. And then, and, oh, I don't know if you know this, but Fight Plus has added uh, FSW, Future Stars of Wrestling. They've added MLW, Major League Wrestling, and most recently, which I am shocked about because they have their own network, they added New Japan Strong to Fight Plus. That's great. People should be able to watch New Japan. I know if you have if you have cable still, Access TV will show highlights of New Japan Strong and will show highlights of the pay-per-view. I got to see the Mercedes Monet match like nicely. Like, it was nice. wild. Hell yeah. I can um, watch it right now on Fight Plus if I wanted to. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I can watch um, Battle in the Bay Area or whatever the fuck they called it. Battle. Yeah, the yeah, Bay. yeah, yeah. Battle from the Bay. I was um, going to put the Bay Area spin on that. Any thoughts? Uh, any more? Any final thoughts on this match? Uh, yeah, kind of a shorter funny. match. But keep in mind, this title was def- this was this was the inaugural title crowning happened last year for Bindor. So it's been one one year with the title. Wow, that's crazy. And they're in Canada, so it's kind of international. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, the next I could minute. also see. Okay, part of me also thinks like they are going to London, like you said for UK Wembley. Maybe that's where Orange Cassidy loses it. Maybe you know. Maybe. Oh, you know what? I wanted to tell you about this. Remember, we were talking a few weeks ago about how um, the All In, All In, yeah, All In isn't really scheduled on any provide cable pay per view provider. It's not really on anything. You know, whatever. We don't know where the fuck it is. So, and we're like, is this going to be a, a eighty-six thousand person house show? Is that what they're doing? Uh, right. I'm watching the media scrum from the last pay-per-view, not Forbidden Door, but the one before that. And one of the questions to Tony was, um, are we going to be able to watch All In and where can we watch it? And Tony said, I can't really get into that right now, but it will be streaming and you will be able to watch it. 
So okay, so that's good. Yeah, I I, I mean I can't imagine they're not going to have it available to fans yeah, to watch. Right. It's like, sorry, you have to be there, you know, Wembley Stadium. Yeah, it's Wembley Stadium. I'm yeah. sure we're going to be able to watch it somewhere. Sure, it's not being announced. My guess is Max. That's why they're being so secretive. Your guess is what? My guess is the reason they're being so secretive is because it is going to be on Max. Oh, because they're waiting for an announcement for Disney or for Max? For, for yeah, Warner or whatever. Yeah, HBO Max, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Well, now it's called I Max. I think it's just called Max now, which yeah, is yeah. stupid because HBO is a much bigger name than Cinemax. Yeah, I don't know why it's just Max. Yeah, um, that's probably stupid. because it's probably it's, they're getting rid of the HBO because it's going to be all Warner-related content. They should you know? get um, Mad Max to be their fucking spokesperson. <laughs> or Max Freak MJF. They should get all the Maxes. Yeah. Max uh, Montana from Tiny Toons. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Where were we? Any, any thoughts on uh, Sonata versus Jungle Boy? I know we had the big reveal at the end. but A little bit. Itself. A little bit. I mean, it was a good match. And I, I was telling people before this match that this is where Jungle Boy becomes Jungle Man. You know? And he kind of did. After the match, anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Did you watch? I don't know. Did you watch Dynamite on Wednesday? I did not. I, I, didn't, like catch, I didn't catch I didn't catch like the, the segment. I didn't catch the promo with, with Jungle Boy. So the thing is, okay, so let me let me explain my feelings here to you. I feel like AEW heel turns are just too abrupt. They go from zero to 60. Like, last week, Jungle Boy was nice. This week, he's walking to the ring, flipping off fans and telling them to shut up. And to me, that's just too quick. Too much, too quick. Yes, it's it's a little too much of a turn. I feel about Jungle Boy. I feel the same thing about, about Soraya. I feel the same thing about Tony Storm. I feel the same thing about Brian Danielson. I just feel like all these turns are just like super abrupt. Like I almost feel like you're hitting a brick wall emotionally with these things. Do you think um, Do you think some of this stuff is – I mean, I, I do think Jungle Boy is kind of running out of steam as a face. So to me, it's a – Yeah, it's I can a, see him turning heel. That's fine. But also at the same time, it's still too – I feel like it's too – close to the whole Christian Cage thing because now he's going to do join Christian Cage who like wanted to kill his mom or whatever I don't think he's going to join Christian Cage I think he can still be a he could be like an anti-hero heel you know just like you know he comes out on on Wednesday and he cuts his promo and he says and I quote I am banging the hottest bitch in this place now he should have said chick honestly he should have said I'm banging the hottest chick in this place I feel like, you know, he's trying to be tough, so I'm going to say bitch, whatever. But like, Yeah, it felt a little like, this is just how I, I'm a heel now, so I have to say I bitch. I have to say bitch. It felt forced. Um, it didn't the, feel natural. The best yeah. part about this this promo was uh, later on that night, uh, Kyle Fletcher from uh, uh, United Empire and Aussie Open uh, retweeted a picture of MJ, uh, not MJF, retweeted a picture of Jungle Boy saying, I'm banging the hottest bitch in this place, and Kyle Fletcher's response was, "LOL, nah," <laughs> because he's he's apparently banging Sky Blue, and so he's just like, "No, you're not." <laughs> he's like, "No, you're not. I am." So yeah, and you Jungle think, Boy. I don't know if you um, know uh, if the world knows or whatever, but uh, Jungle Boy is with Anna J. Yeah, I I'm, I knew he was with somebody. I, I just yeah, don't remember. J A S. Right. Um. I mean, look, I think he needs something. He needs some fuel. I don't think he needs to be a chicken shit heel. I think he can be just an aggressive, just start beating guys in between matches, you know, going hard. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think he needs to line up. I can see him saying, him. Jungle Boy again. I can see that, too. 
I, I, I mean, if he's a heel, they, they have to get rid of the theme song. What, what do they play on? Oh, also, on he it? said, cut the music. You're never going to hear that song again. Yeah, so I'm guessing he's going to have like, a new oh, theme. The song that Tony Khan paid millions of dollars to be able to play? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting that he, he literally, right before Wembley, he's not – they're doing this big change right before oh, Wembley. You're right. That is silly because like – they're not, We're not going to hear – we're not going to hear Tarzan Boy at Wembley. That, you're right. That would, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Like you would have think, like, oh, keep keep it to Wembley, and then get to hear your music yeah. at Wembley. Yeah. And his whole reason for the turn, I just didn't. It was dumb. He was mad because Hook was dangling his title in his face because he just lost two title matches, and Hook was staying there with his title. And he's just, come on, it's stupid. I just feel like he didn't have a good reason to turn heel, and he went too heel too quick. Whatever, we'll see. We'll see All if right. it balances out. Are you um what are your thoughts on uh the potential matchup of Hook Jungle Boy? Do you think we'll have like a feud or a program or just a quick one and done? I think we'll have a feud because Jungle Boy said he's gonna take the belt from him. Mm-hmm. Um and then he said he insulted I forgot what he said, he insulted Taz too. He said should have Taz or whatever. <laughs> um but like There's also Hook going to AEW or excuse me, WWE. I mean, yeah, if he does, I think it's still another year or two away. But I think they'll have, I think they'll have a feud. I think they really will. Um, and then, oh, and then as, so at the end of the promo, uh, Hook comes out and then Jungle Boy runs like a scalded dog and he ran and then they showed the cameras of Jungle Boy running into the backstage area and Hook chasing him. And then there was a car with a car door, like a, like SUV with the back door open and Jungle Boy ran and he dove head first into the fucking door. And they <laughs> they closed the card and sped off, and then Hook was there just like just to get like either dust, you know. And then uh, Hook was all mad, and so there was this garbage can, and he like pushed it like to the ground like really hard, but then like it bounced up and it hit the, the security guard on the leg, and it's like it looks so funny because the security guard got hit, boom, and then you're like he's like uh, I can't I can't show that it hurt, I can't show that it hurt. I'm <laughs> it was great. I can't wait to see him on Botchamania. That was on Dynamite, though. That'll be what fun. You, what do you think about Hook and uh, Sonata? Or the heel turn? Not Hook and Sonata. Jungle Sonata. Yeah, I think I think uh, this heel turn will be interesting. I'm, I'm curious for what they do. I mean, Hook needs a big match. So to me, you know, what else do you do with Jungle Boy right now? He's already he's lost contention for title. You could kind of throw him... But now as a heel, he has more people he can work with. He could face Orange Cassidy, you know, because Orange Cassidy is based. So to me, making him a heel gives him more match opportunities. Yeah. You know, honestly, I can see Christian approaching him too, be like, now that you finally see things my way, Jack, let's talk. I can see that too, kind of being a thing, I guess. I don't want him to go back to Christian. I, I hope don't that. either. I don't either. Uh, what was next in this bizarre show? In bizarre world, uh, we had what do we have? I lost my space, my place. In the, in the oh, we had the, was it the ten man tag? Oh, was that next? Yeah, we had a ten man tag. I checked out on this match. It was just kind of long. It was twenty one minutes, and when this match started, I said to myself, "Oh, Wheeler's going to eat the pin," and then Wheeler ate the pin. I, knew, I mean, I knew Wheeler was probably going to eat the pin. Uh, I mean, he's been eating all the pins for Blackpool. He has been, um, yeah. 
But I will say it felt like a car wreck. You know, it, it definitely took a while to get going, but once it got going, it was a good car wreck. Um, yeah, it was. There was a good, lot of good spots. A lot of, a good lot of people wanted to see Moxley and Kingston fight again, so maybe that's coming, you know. Yeah, it just felt like too much, too much chaos, too much going on. Yeah, yeah I, was I, there. I watched GCW, like, scramble matches. So, like, I watched these matches with six people going crazy, you know, and doing indie spots, and I'm looking at this going, it was just too much. <laughs> and then you got the, like the whole Eddie Kingston drama, like oh my gosh! And then on Wednesday on Dynamite, yeah, didn't he save Moxley or something? Wasn't that the big storyline from this? Was he say he saved Moxley from a uh, from an attack or something? Yeah, he, I've he he said that too on Wednesday. He's like, I've saved you. I saved your ass. Um, yeah. And then on Wednesday they had uh, so so Moxley had a match against Ishii on Wednesday on Dynamite, and then Mo- and then during the match Kingston came out. And because Claudio was there and Claudio and Kingston weren't even watching the match. They were just staring at each other the whole time. And then Moxie won. And then when Moxie left the ring, he like walked by Eddie Kingston, but like bumped him on the shoulder. Right. Boom. And just like kept walking. And Eddie Kingston was like so mad. And yeah. then, um, and then so then it showed Renee Young on the back and she went up to John and it was John and Claudio back there, John, Claudio and Wheeler. And Renee walks up to John and she's like, what the hell was that, John? What the hell is going on? Like, it wasn't like her typical, like, interview. She was no, like, it was just like, wife. honey, what are you doing? What yeah. the hell is going on? And then Eddie Kingston walked up and then Eddie Kingston's like, I can't believe you're over here trying to, like, be cool with me and you're hanging out with this idiot right here, this piece of crap. And then Moxley said the greatest line. Moxley said, who cares about bullshit or he's a BS. Who cares about BS from Chikara from over 10 years ago? Because that's what the whole drama between Eddie Kingston and Claudio is from Chikara from over 10 years ago. And Moxie just put it right there. Who gives a shit? It was over 10 years ago. And it's true. What is that bullshit? I don't know exactly. But he hates Chris Hero too. And it's maybe just how they acted in Chikara maybe yeah, or something? I don't know what it is. I don't know the details. I just know that. Chikara, yeah. Happened. I mean, Claudio's been in WWE for so long. Like, we're right. talking about free WWE. Yeah. Right. And you got to think about it, too. I mean, how many world titles has John Moxley won since then? John Moxley's like, dude, that's small potatoes. Like, I don't give a shit about that. Like, what, you know, three months out of my fucking career, like, whatever the case, you know? Over right. Two ago. Um, and so, anyways, and then they just blew up at each other. No, so to me, this, to me, this match was it. a way to, the match at Forbidden Door was a way to keep that storyline going. There's something clearly going on there. Uh, we're probably going to get Claudio, and does this cause a rift between Claudio and Moxie at all, too? Like, maybe that's where they're swerving us. And eventually Claudio is like, no, I am an asshole. Oh, and he gets a heel turn. You know? uh, I don't think so, because then they got to turn Mox babyface again. Right. Um, but what, I think we're going to get a big uh, big Mox versus uh, Kingston match. I think we're going to get that at Wembley, maybe. Like, a big, big match, yeah. big time. Well, Moxie challenge. So, on Dynamite again, I know I'm jumping back and forth. On Dynamite, Moxley challenged. Uh, they they jumped the elite and and challenged them to a uh, to a to a to a blood and guts, which is apparently going to happen on Rampage. Like in two. Oh, weeks really? it's happen on Rampage. God damn. Yeah, blood and guts on Rampage. I think. They I mean, they're probably, they probably need the uh, the views. They're probably just they're trying to. <laughs> they got to do something. Yeah, yeah. I forgot Rampage even existed until they announced the Owen Hart tournament and like these matches are on Rampage. I'm like, oh yeah, Rampage. Well, then they better, it better not be like a pre taped blood and guts. It better be like a live. Well, rampage. rampage is live sometimes. Yeah. Um, I mean, not really since, since, since uh, Collision, but. 
I think they're going to have to. Um, this oh, you know, I haven't watched Ring of Honor since Collision. I, need, I should check out Ring of Honor tonight and just see how it looks, to see the look of it. Because they right. tape it at the Collision ta- at the collision tapings now. Ring of Honor. Uh, but, yeah, let's get to this. Uh, we have an AEW women's match, uh, women's world title match to get to. Um, Ten minutes, uh, Tony Storm, Willow Nightingale. Um I love Willow with a passion. Like Willow's amazing. Yeah, you knew. Um, I didn't think Willow was going to win, but it definitely Willow's was a good either. showing. I didn't think she was going to win either, but she had a good match. She had a good showing, and she's a New Japan Strong Women's Champion, which is a big deal. She's the first ever Strong Women's Champion because Monet got hurt um, in that match that they did. All right. Yeah, that was yeah that was supposed to be Monet getting that title. They made that title for Monet. She'll win it though. She'll win it. Eventually. Did they call it in the ring that she like because she was injured? They were just like, okay, give it to her now. You know what? I feel like it was it was Mercedes' call. I feel like Mercedes is smart enough and mature enough to say, "I just broke my ankle. Pin me." Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I you think watch too the often match, there's if you, you watch the match. Want the, oh, go ahead. Sorry, you just you don't want the first title reign to always be vacated. You know what I mean for an inaugural title. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, and then if you watch the match uh, again, like back, uh, once Mercedes falls, you uh, for one, she doesn't put any weight on it for the rest of the match. And for two, you see her whispering to Willow and Willow's being like ginger with her leg. And then uh, Willow gets her into like a like a blue thunder bomb and the referee counts one, two, and then he stops. And the referee's like, I think she kicked out or something. And then they <laughs> had to tell the referee fucking count it and then she did another blue thunder bomb and then she pinned her and then after willow like got out of the the pin position mercedes kept her leg up in the air for like a good minute and she like slowly lowered it like super slow yeah yeah she was injured so bad i i I feel like she's gonna be out for a little while but it was a good match up to that point but even the ending was pretty good except the referee fucked it up referee's trying to fuck it up because he's not (laughs) because he thought money was supposed to win Right. He thought, if I count Willow, I'm going to get fired, you know? Right. So somebody needs to tell him. like, Yeah, yeah so they have to, they to tell him. Fucking count, dude. Anyway, back to the matches at hand. Um, it was a good match. Tony Storm beat Willow. Uh, I think at one point, the, the, the bad girls got kicked out. And then, Yeah, I believe that was the big spot. Like, get out was, of here. Yeah, you know. I mean, at Storm some point, on. we're going to get Ruby and Soraya and Tony in a three-way. I mean, that's what this is leading to, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. And maybe at Wembley, Tony Storm, like even though like she's to the point where she's relying on on heel tactics and and other girls getting interfering and shit. Like when it comes down to it, Tony Storm is one of the best women's wrestlers, one of the best wrestlers, you know, on the planet. And so Tony she, Storm she, should get a face turn out of definitely it. Definitely hold yeah. her own. She could definitely hold her own. Yeah. No, I thought it was a good match, good way to integrate New Japan and everything, and get and get a good women's match on the card. I'm very very happy. Yeah, they could have brought Mercedes Monet out just on crutches. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, welcome to the speedway over here. Right. What's going on there? Oh my gosh, drag racing. Yeah. Every night of the week. Um, um all right, now we're getting into the semi main event. Um a bloody semi main event. Uh we have Will Ospreay uh defeating Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. And this was a a whopping 39 minutes, 45 seconds. The longest match on the card. The main event did not go longer. It deserved to be, man. This match was so good. Should it have gone on last? I mean, yes. 
Yes, but no, because like I like we talked about last week, like the it's not enough for AEW fans to end the show with Will Ospreay holding his hands in the air. It's not enough for that. And also fans. Not with the ending of the show. Not like Will Ospreay is the US champion. Good night, everybody. That's not enough. Yeah, that's not that's not gonna happen. It may be a new Uh, Japan show, but not an AEW. I mean, you know, because I mean this is the American audience that they're catering to. And it's also, yeah, Will Ospreay needs the title back, and then you, you go for the rubber match. Maybe the rubber match happens in All In. Maybe the rubber match happens at All Out. I don't, I, we don't know. It should be on – It don't you think it should be on neutral territory because the, the there was the Canadian win. There was the Canadian win. Uh, Kenny Omega embarrassed Will Ospreay in, 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 in Japan. Oh, yeah. Will Ospreay embarrassed him in Canada – uh, so should the third be? Oh, how final? about how about Game Changer Wrestling? I say they book it. Oh, for Game Changer, Kenny Omega, Game Changer for wrestling. TCW in a yeah, yeah. in a hardcore match. Uh, no, there's not there's not all hardcore matches in GCW. <laughs> they have a lot of technically sound. They have luchadors. They have they have Zack Saber Junior. Is in GCW now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just being fun. Um, good, good. But this was a pretty brutal match. It, it got really bloody at one point. Nick Wayne and Will Ospreay, go watch that. That's like the best match ever. I'll check that out. But but your on uh, your, on your thoughts on the match? Uh, I didn't feel it dragged. I felt there was a lot of story there. It was a really the good match with Don Callis. Um, good storyline. But- good psychology. I know Jim Cornette doesn't like Kenny Omega, but this was a good psychological technical match. But then at the same time, like like there should have been repercussions because Don Callis was kicked out of ringside and he came back to ringside. He did come back. And yeah, he well, gave that, Will Osprey a fucking screwdriver. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's so much, there's so much like guys getting kicked out and coming back. I mean, that's not just an AEW. It's fucking the main event of WrestleMania. Fucking Solo Sokoa that's kicked out and he comes back again. Mm, yeah. There's no like, hey, you're kicked out. You, you just come back. Like, you're banned so from the ring, point, motherfucker. Break his legs. Like, what's the point of? Kicking somebody out, like there should be a fine or something. Just for they, a fucking they, pop from the audience. They should just there should be a fine if they come back out. There should be some, but I guess a there fine. There should be some announcement. Tony Khan likes to show up every week. He might every as well week. come out and announce it. Like, no, come you're on, fine. Kels, you get a public <laughs> spanking. <laughs> the time Kels punishment only on Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kenny Omega. Dynamite Omega. turns into just watch us on like every Dynamite story only finishes on Rampage as a way to get Rampage winners. <laughs> they should they should have called Page Rampage. That, that would have been that way they could have got around the Rampage. Game. Yeah, Rampage. yeah the Rampage, uh, but I'm happy yeah. with this match. Um, yeah, you know, the match was it. incredible. I mean, look, I get why this didn't close out i think you know what we got for the for the main event was you know a first time match uh danielson deserves it and he deserved a win too but we'll get to that in a second um uh but any other final thoughts on the iwgp match no it was a dope match i really enjoyed it um not everything can go last you know yeah precisely and it was like it was it was a good spot and you had time to go, like, take a piss between this and the main event or go get a soda or a beer or something. Cause yeah, there was, was a good cool-down. There were good cool-down matches between Yeah, there was a morning six-man tag right after this. So, you know, it's good. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for the six-man tag. I thought Sting, Darby Allen, Knight. I thought that was a good review. We were wondering who the, yeah, we who were. the first one was going to be. You know what's funny is when, when they revealed it, I said to myself, why didn't I think of Naito? Because Naito and Jericho have such a history in New Japan. Naito and Jericho have history, and then 
don't Suzuki and Naito don't like each other? Yeah, they have their shit with their problems with each other and stuff. Yeah, so I went when they announced Naito, I was like, I should have known. I should have I should have been able to know that. I'm so dumb. The Jericho like, when they brought face- out Naito, Suzuki like kind of snickered. He kind of laughed a little bit. He told Jericho, <laughs> "We got this." Yeah. Did Suzuki ever face Jericho in a singles on Dynamite? Or I have on no AEW. idea. I have no there idea. There must have been some. I feel like they've only been aligned together because it's called. They teamed up well, last year too. If they teamed up last year too. Yeah, yeah. I don't like their name. Lay Suzuki, like Lay Champion, Lay Champion, Lay well, Suzuki. Okay, so Jericho and Sammy were Lay Sex Gods. Lay Sex Gods, and but because so Suzuki's with, the with Suzuki, they're Lay Suzuki Gods. <laughs> it's cute. And then Sting and Darby deserve to be on this card too. So I'm I'm not against this match because I'm again, not against you need it either. To, I'm not against it either. You knew what it was. It was a cool down match, maybe a little long, maybe dragged a little bit. Um, oh, you want to talk about Sting on Dynamite this past Dynamite? What do you do? You don't know. I mean, I probably do, but remind me. He, t- he did a Jeff Hardy style fucking ladder bump. Sting. Oh yeah, he did, huh? <laughs> you don't remember? I think you're watching <laughs> too much wrestling. <laughs> you're, you're watching too much wrestling if you're forgetting things. I do it's watch like too that. much wrestling, man. <laughs> I do remember do forget- taking a big bump on Wednesday. Yeah. Fucking sting! Sting at 61 years old taking ladder bumps. Jeff Hardy ladder bumps. Yeah, well, I hope he doesn't do the Jeff Hardy uh, after work activities. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sting's a good Christian boy. He's, he's, like he's Steve Borden today. <laughs> Steve Borden with the yeah, we don't want to put that out. There. No, um, we don't want to. <laughs> that's, uh, why finish, that's why they finished that sentence. Yeah, I, I, good, I, the good guys won. I think right, Sting won. Yes, they won. Uh, can you believe that it was Jericho and Sting's first time being on? They the, never the faced together. They never faced each other in WW, WCW, did they? No, because Jericho was still a youngster when he left. Right. So they he never. He cruiserweight. So the whole thing was that WCW had this imaginary wall between the cruiserweights and the heavyweights. Yeah. Jericho I think Jericho definitely mentioned that on TV. We should get a little bit of that. Like he could, he's kind of, he's squashing his, you know, demons. Yeah, in a way. I mean, Jericho did become a TV champion, but like he was still, you know, just facing like the smaller, younger guys. He wasn't only facing like main eventers. But yeah, right. Jericho and Sting for the first time, that's insane to me. And then obviously once Jericho left in 99, you know, Sting didn't come back around until 2016. Right. At that point, Jericho's already out, out the door. So yeah, that's crazy. That's true. I wish I really wish like the WWE would have signed Sting right out the gate. Ah, oh, like right after WWE closed. Oh, oh that'd be amazing. Man. It would have been even like even like oh five or something, right? Oh five, oh six. Like that would have been so cool. The things the things they could have done. But uh but let's get to our main event, Sam. Yes. We had a main event. We had uh Brian Danielson defeating Okada in twenty seven minutes and forty seconds. This match Oh, you know what? Uh, back to the Will Ospreay match. Something that did stick out on the he did the cross face at some point, and apparently he got a lot of backlash online. And like after he did the cross face, the because they were in Canada, he did Chris Benoit's move, and the crowd chanted, "You sick fuck! You sick fuck! You sick!" Right? Fuck. Yeah, that was memorable. Anyway, sorry. Back to the main event. No, um, you. That's good that you brought that up. Yeah, but, but to me, it's like people do the cross face still. I mean, doesn't. Isn't the yes lock the yes lock kind of a modified crossface? Like kind there's so of, many, but it's a label lock. 
Lavelle Love, more like a Lavelle Love. Well, I guess that's a crossface. I guess it's kind. Of, I mean, it's very similar to the crossface, except uh, he uses his knee. He like has his right. knee against the guy's head or something. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Jer- uh, uh, yeah, he did actually. The, the he did it in the style of Chris. Chris he Benoit, did. It's the same way Chris Benoit did it. Yeah, and they're catching you sick fuck to him. I can't believe like no one has done that in that variation. Maybe a little bit. I think Shawn Michaels did it a few times. Uh, you know, like after after Chris Benoit died. Chris Benoit died. Yeah, and who's gonna yell at Shawn Michaels? You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, um but yeah, this main event, man, this was like. It was crazy. Like they were just in the ring, and the fans were chanting, "Holy shit! Holy shit!" Yeah, it's a real moment. Which is great. These two guys on opposite sides of each other in the ring, like that was incredible. And that's great. Like after everything they've seen, they're still they're still doing it. You know, they're yeah. still. They must have given those crowds like energy drinks or pills or something. Mm-hmm. Like okay, everybody gets heroin now. <laughs> it's been such a long day. Hey, Tony, Tony can afford it. Yeah, he knows all about extra energy. <laughs> uh, I'm happy He's with really this tired. Uh, just pass around some coke to everybody. Right? Coke Tony. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm happy with this match. I think it should have closed. Again, it was the first time. We we, we never thought we were going to see this. It's true. It's true. Uh, Brian Danielson breaks his arm with 10 minutes to go in the match. Did yep. you hear about this? Oh, yeah. Did you hear about the next day with what Bree, what Bree said? No, what did Bree say? So the, the the break was a lot worse, apparently, than originally expected. Like, worse. Like, a lot worse. Like, they thought it was fractured, but it was, like, separated. So Bree, yeah. Bree posted the x-ray, and she said, I don't know if I should be proud of him or chastise him for wrestling for 10 minutes with this break in his arm. And then, I don't know if you know who Tony Deppin is. So Tony Deppin has been wrestling for 15 motherfucking years, and, like, He's finally getting some notoriety, and he's really good. He's really, really good. And he's in GCW, and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, well, I don't want to say Zack Sabre Jr. broke his arm, but his arm was broken uh, in a match against Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, in GCW about maybe a month or two ago. And oh, wow. So he retweeted Brie Bella and said, you know, as somebody uh, who's had a very similar break recently and wrestled for 10 minutes after it happened, uh, it doesn't feel... Like you broke a mu- like you broke a bone. It feels more like maybe you pulled a muscle. Adrenaline just kicks in, and you don't really feel it until the match is over. Yeah, you don't. Uh, you don't feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Tony Depp and get better, motherfucker. I hope he gets better soon. But at the same time, I'll say it: like Daniel Bryan can go away for a bit. We don't need him wrestling every week. Right, and he could. And you know what? With with the the story that they've built. With this um, this Blackpool Combat Club calling people amateurs and shit, I feel like he can still participate in in a in a speaking role, you know. Oh yeah, he can do commentary like Regal did. He does that already. And he already so he does that. Yeah, this is an arm. He can just wear a cast and just hang out. He can just wear a, wear a cast. So then, if they do blood and guts, like, will they have to get another member then? Yeah, they probably will, which is crazy because a year ago he was injured for blood and guts, and, and he, Claudio, Cla- Cla- him. Claudio came in. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, who are they going to bring in this time? I think somebody's going to come in. I hope so. I hope that that'd be crazy. Who's it going to be though? Yeah. Who can it be? Who's who's out there? Who's a free agent? You know, Coda. Is it going to be Coda? But Coda loves Kenny. He's not going to fight Kenny. Right. So we'll see. I don't know who's out there. Jay White? No, Jay White's. Back. No, wait. Is Kingston going to be on 
elite side for Blunt Guts? What's the plan there? Yeah, I think he is. Have they announced that he's in the match, or is he just like... They haven't announced how many people on each team yet. Okay, they haven't done that, but it's probably like five on five, right? Probably, probably. So who's who are the it's who's the fourth member? Like it's gonna be maybe Kenny. So Kenny Bucks, Hangman. Oh, Hank! Right, 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 right. Hang. Okay, so that's four. Yeah, so then they could have five. Okay, and then Eddie, and then Eddie, and then on the other side we got uh, Mox, we got Claudio, we got Wheeler Yuta, and Takeshita. You could have Takeshita. And then Danielson's out because he's hurt. Oh, you know who they they have? Will Ospreay. Oh, that'd be so cool. And Will Ospreay and Don Callis are like buddy buddy now. Yeah, they oh could my do. Gosh, put Will Ospreay in blood and guts. Just for like the the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of. Thing. Yeah, and get some in, in the ring with Kenny Omega. That'll be cool. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Yeah, blood and guts. We'll see. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about. I this. think. I look. Forbidden Door isn't like a season finale. It should only open up for the rest of the summer. Because look, they got there's like big events. There's the Owen Hard Cup tournament. There's the tag team turn. There's a tag team tournament right going on or something. There's so yeah, much going it's, on. It's a blind tag team tournament. Blind tag so it's team. Like it's like a lethal lottery. Lethal lot. It does remind me of lethal yeah. lottery a little bit. Yeah. But but the whole lethal lottery thing was wasn't this drawn out. No, they're doing they it a, a slow lethal. And then uh, guess what the second team they announced? Well, it might be a little bit of a spoiler, but guess what the second team they announced was? Keith what? Lee and Swerve. And it's it's random though. You know, yeah. it's really random. And the, Keith Lee and Swerve got picked. That's wild. Um, we never got a good uh, one-on-one from them, did we? No, I don't think we did. Well, hopefully. Maybe they're going to revisit it. I mean, Keith Lee dyed his hair again. <laughs> oh, he's black to black. Yeah, his hair is black again. Nice. I mean, yeah. I didn't mind. He looks, it, but... he looks twenty years younger. <laughs> he looks. <laughs> he looks great. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Any final thoughts on Forbidden Door? It was a good show. It was long as fuck. Um, it dragged was a little bit. I was kind of dozing off here and there between during the Danielson match, you know. And I hate. But to you say also it. watched. You watched so much it. wrestling pre leading. I up watched GCW before it, and I watched the pre-show. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I did. So I, maybe I did it to myself. Um, but it was good. Plus, I watched wrestling the day before, and the day before that, and the day before that. And then well, Thursday, do you, is there a day you don't w. watch wrestling? I feel like you watch wrestling every day. I feel like I do too. I feel like if I'm not, <laughs> if I'm not like out, like if I'm not working or out doing comedy, I'm probably watching wrestling. Nothing wrong with that, man. Or doing stuff like this, talking about wrestling. <laughs> right. This counts as part of the We're wrestling. Playing a wrestling related video game. Right. That too. Yeah, or something one of the one of the above. Um, well, do you want to get uh, out of here? Do you want to preview Money in the Bank? What do you guys think? Let's let's, let's let's try to run through Money in the Bank real quick, and then we'll we'll get money, out. Money, 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 money. Hey, I saw uh, a LWO shirt, London World Order. Ooh, I want that. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Um. Okay, so we I, I have the card up for Money in the Bank. Let's right. roll through right. these. Call them out. Call them matches. Let's roll through these matches quickly. A new match that was announced. There were two new matches that were announced. We now have a seven match card. Uh. But one of the new matches that was announced is Gunther versus Matt Riddle for the Intercontinental Championship. Hell um, yeah. This is going to be a banger of a match. I don't see Gunther losing, though. Not not right now. He's picking up steam. They're, they're looking to have him surpass Honky Tonk Man. He's he's going all the way with the IC yeah, title. And I think, I think that's like I could see Lesnar and Gunther not happening till Mania next year now. Originally, I wanted SummerSlam. 
but we have the there's probably going to be one more match between Lesnar and Cody probably at SummerSlam. So I think this is the next best thing uh, is Gunther just going heel full on holding the Intercontinental title hostage forever. Uh, so it's going to be a good match. I mean, Gunther's been having good Raw singles matches. He's now had matches with Kevin Owens. He had a match with Sami Zayn, uh, yeah. and now he's he's having with Riddle. So I think he's going to be Raw like he ran through SmackDown. He's just going to run through these guys. I think though. Riddle maybe will do something to where maybe the feud's not necessarily over and then we'll get maybe one more match out of it. Um, That'd be good, yeah. But Riddle, you know, look, again, I am a little pissed that, like, Mandy Rose got fired for her stuff and Riddle doesn't. I do think he needs to be, you know... I mean, also, I mean... I hope he was fine I don't wanna, and like, reprimanded. I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to um, justify Mandy Rose getting fired because I'm completely against it. But there's a difference between... Um, getting paid to show parts of your body and uh, somebody leaking something in the in the second scenario. But that's the thing; victim. it wasn't necessarily leaked. It was he he sent it consensually to these people on Snapchat. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He should. He, I mean, that's like he should know sexual, that. That's almost like sexual assault. It's yeah. like it's like sending somebody a dick pic. Mm-hmm. I mean, if um, they didn't, if it wasn't consensual, that's that is assault. Well, whatever <laughs> you know. I, I, I mean, it, it, he should be reprimanded. He should be punished. And yeah, you know who's gonna, you know who's gonna do the punishing? Gunther on 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 July first in London. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a good match. Well, it's gonna be a, a knockdown, drag out fight. And it's gonna it's be a gonna really be good thick. match. It's but gonna yeah, be Gunther's so thick. Gonna it's gonna be stiff. Gunther's it's gonna be stiff, thick. It's gonna get bloody, probably yeah. so many chops. And they're in the UK, and Gunther's European. Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be like a homecoming for him. He'll probably get cheered. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's gonna have a huge a huge fan base there. In O2, he's, he's fighting in O2, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Gunther uh, takes Gunther, it. Gunther. Gunther. Basically what you said. Gunther. Yeah. This could be a good opener, actually. Could be. They're gonna open with the women's money in the bank. What are you talking about? <laughs> As usual, they always open with the women's match, yeah. <laughs> Okay, match? up up next is Tell me the, another one. the tag match for the women's tag team titles. We have Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. I feel like Liv Morgan's gonna turn on Raquel this time. I could see I could see something happen because if you remember last year's Money in the Bank, Liv Morgan pins Ronda after her match to win the title. So do we get a little bit of a of a one up does does Ronda pin Liv this time and then Liv turns heel? Yeah, I think I don't know why, but I mean, you know, Liv has only been back for one episode, but just her hair looks different and she just feels like she has this different attitude now since she's been back. And she I should be like heel. I mean, it'll give her something turn, different. She's gonna yeah. turn on Raquel during this match, and then she'll have a lengthy feud with Raquel. Um, Ronda and Shayna are the unified women's world tag team champions, and they're going to just have those titles for a long time. They're gonna have a bit of a run with record too, probably. Yeah, they're they're gonna have a bit of a run. I don't see them losing these titles anytime soon. And look, they are look, I know Rhonda isn't the most rest technically sound, but you know what? This is a way to keep her on the card. This is a way to bring profile to these tag titles. Hopefully these titles elevate the division, which I hope. Uh, we'll see, but yeah, they shouldn't be losing these titles. They just want them, right? And uh, hopefully, building this division around somebody like Ronda Rousey like makes them actually build this division. Yes, because that's a high. She, Ronda is a high-profile name. Say what you will. 
No, absolutely. So, All yeah, those people they, that said that Ronda didn't earn it or Ronda didn't deserve it, she didn't do anything. I'm just like, Ronda paved the way for women's combat sports. Without Ronda Rousey, there wouldn't be a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte Flair. So no, Ronda Rousey and definitely, also, definitely earned it. There were eyes on that main event at 35 because of Ronda Rousey. Say what you will. Yeah, well, I'm talking about UFC. Like she No, but I'm saying that Ronda elevates... There are people that don't know Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch that knew about him because they knew Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Ronda, right. you face Ronda Rousey, you are getting elevated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She's a And I still want to see, we never got a singles match between Becky and Ronda. I hope it happens one day. Never, ever? We've never got that. It was supposed to happen, and then it didn't happen, and then they just kept putting it off. Damn. So hopefully we get it this year. Maybe maybe uh, at four. Ronda and Shane are going to walk out with the tag titles. They are going to walk out with the titles. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, up next we have uh, a singles match with one Mr. Cody Rhodes and one Mr. Dominic Mysterio uh, with Rhea Ripley there. Fun. That's fun. Um, Brock Lesnar is going to cost Cody the match, and Dominic is going to get the pin. I can easily see that happening. Yes. Brock Lesnar, some shenanigans happen in which Dominic gets the win because yeah. that'll it's going to be some good heel heat for him. But here's another thing, Sam. Rhea is there. Rhea has the title, does not have a match. Does oh, Rhea doesn't have a match? Rhea does not have a match on this card. I think she might be fighting on the SmackDown before the night before. Uh, but does the women? No, she's not. Um, uh, uh, Charlotte Oscar is a SmackDown the night before. I mean, Rhea could show up. She'll she be can, there. It's, a, it's, it's an not official. official. It's not official. Uh, uh, but I'm saying Rhea will be down there for the match. Yeah. Does somebody cash in on Rhea? Do, does this happen after the Money in the Bank match? And does the winner of Money in the Bank try to cash in on Rhea? What if Rhea crashes the Women's Money in the Bank match and beats all the asses and takes the briefcase too? That would be wild. I, I mean, would love to like, see that. I mean, then it's just like, yeah, like, come Oh, fight. and then she cashes in on Oscar. Yeah. If she's there, Oscar, does, Oscar does not have a match. She doesn't have to, she didn't have to do it that day. She yeah. do it, She has a year. That's true. She could do it another time, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Oscar's going to get a match against Bianca Belair at Money in the Bank last minute. Because I don't they think they're going to do it at Money in the up, Bank. Um, this, this match, Oscar and Charlotte the night before, Bianca's pissed about it. And I think something's going to happen where Bianca. Gets oh, you involved. think something on SmackDown will change? Okay. Well, it's SmackDown because SmackDown is going to be in um, the UK, and I feel like they're going to they're going to set that match up on SmackDown. Yeah, they could they could they could certainly do something. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but you're right. There's only six participants, so this leads us into the women's Money in the Bank match. Um, there are six participants only. I easily think someone could. I think jump six is the match. official number because uh, Logan Paul got special treatment. No, they've always. I've I've looked back on this. There yeah, been a it fluctuates. It fluctuates. It fluctuates. What I'm yeah. saying is, somebody could get at it. Yeah, Rhea could. Add, I think I would. I want to see Rhea at herself and just I think beat everybody. Cool. And I want to see that happen. Now that I just thought of it. Yeah. And then she wins the title. <laughs> then we have two titles unified. Uh, and then we get Bianca versus Rhea at SummerSlam mm-hmm. and for both. The, and the referee. Yeah. Because in my fantasy world, she's retired. Right. Yeah, that's how it works. Who do you think wins Money in the Bank for the women's side between um, these? Becky's they... not going to win it. Becky, I picked Becky. I, I do not pick Becky because um, Becky got the briefcase on Raw during the brawl. 
she got the briefcase on Raw, and also I think Trish will do something in this match that will affect both yeah. of them. And so Becky, Trish, and Zoe Stark are not going to win. They're not going to win. Um, I can see EO possibly getting it and then turning on Bailey and damage control. Um, I think I think he'll, I pick Bailey. I pick Bailey. I feel like Bailey will do something to to simultaneously screw EO and win the match. And that's going to be like, what did she just do? And the EO's going to be shocked. And that's that's going to leave it at that. And there's going to be tension between her and EO. And then Bailey's going to have the briefcase. Yeah, Bailey. I pick Bailey. If, if I could see that happening and EO costs Bailey the briefcase, like she doesn't get it. Or maybe that's a SummerSlam match for the briefcase. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe like, or maybe, you know what? Maybe Bailey and EO both get it at the same time. And then it's like a disputed, like who won it, who won it, and they have a briefcase that, match at, at SummerSlam. Yeah, at SummerSlam. Yep. And that's when Dakota Kai comes out, and she like, who do I go with? Right. And you get yeah. the damage control implosion. It started at SummerSlam, and now it's ending at SummerSlam. Yeah. Damage out of control. Damage out of control. Yeah. So I'm yeah, going with Bailey. Bailey or EO, and it will drive their feud. Um, absolutely absolutely. and becky versus trish i mean they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna you know becky and trish are gonna fight in some stipulation match at SummerSlam. so whatever happens here is only gonna fuel add fuel to that fire is there a pay-per-view between money in the bank and SummerSlam? nope SummerSlam is august 5th this is july 1st wow so we're about a month i thought thought we'd get becky uh zia zoe but we could they could do that potentially in raw they could do that on Raw. Yeah, you'll get that on Raw. Uh, maybe even Becky and Selena tagging up against Zoe and uh, Trish. You might get that as a tag, as a way to tide fans over. You know, What's but next? yeah, I'm going. I'm going with EO and Becky, and I'm also EO and Bailey. EO or Bailey getting the, and I'm and maybe you're right. This kicks. Maybe they kick it off with the ladder match. I don't know. That'll be a good way to inject in the adrenaline into the show. You know, yeah, by having them start it off. I, I want to see them do it in the in the old uh, headquarters again. Oh, you watch like that? that? I'm gonna that, watch was a, that. that was a good yeah, time. I liked it. That was such a weird one because both women and men's matches were happening at the same time. At it wasn't like time. that was really bizarre to me. I'm like, I've never oh seen two God. matches start at the same time. Never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever. Forever, ever, never, ever. Never, ever. What you um, got? What you uh, got? Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. So we got. Yeah, so the yeah, so either Bailey or AO, both of us are saying that. Uh, we have D- Dominic winning by shenanigans against Cody. Yes. Uh, let's get to our World Heavyweight Championship match: Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a brutal match. I think we're gonna see shades of SummerSlam 2016. Uh, and it's also not with the Demon; it's against Finn Balor. That's the other thing too. Did they, did they already establish that? Uh, I believe so. On Raw on Monday, there was a promo where it's just like, you cost me that title uh, with your... Uh, oh, I bet Finn throws Seth's shoulder into the barricade. I, I get we're going we're gonna to get some of those. We're going to get... We're gonna, I think they're going to trade each other's moves. This is going to be like treated like a mania match between them. It's going to be It's gonna be long. It's, it might even steal the show. I could see it either opening. I don't think it's going to close. Um, you know, I think the Civil War match is probably going to close. But I can see some some shit happening in this match. Do you think, think you're going to fly Carmelo Anthony to the UK to get involved in this match? Carmelo Hayes, I mean. Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, Carmelo, Carmelo Hayes. Anthony different. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, he's a basketball player. <laughs> but he's nothing but net, too. Um, you know. Uh, is he named I, after, I think he's named after him, isn't he? 
I don't think so, but I do think part of me thinks Damian Priest is going to win that championship. Now, now I'm going to, I'm kind of talking about the ladder match too, as we talk about this, but I think Damian Priest wins the money in the bank and then he gets involved in this match or he, Mm. he wins it. And that, that affects Finn in some way. I could see, I could see Seth Rollins, uh, or maybe it's something like Seth Rollins loses to Finn, but then Finn loses to Damian in the same night. We do it like, Oh, that'd be interesting. Like that. They did that with the shield, but that'd be interesting. They did that with the shield. Yeah. yeah. I can see them doing I that again. I feel like um they've been teasing um Seth and Damien feeling like the other one hasn't been there for them lately. Yeah. The other one hasn't had their back when they should have. Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna get we're gonna get I could see at SummerSlam in some, whether Damien cashes in on them or wait. Or Damien just tries to help Finn and maybe accidentally cost Finn the match. Cost Finn the match, has the briefcase. I say this leads to a triple threat between Finn, Rollins, and Damian at SummerSlam. Yeah, I can see that. That'd be good. Um, Rollins walks out champion. Damian gets it. I mean, there's still there's two other people that I think are going to. There's three. We're you know with this man, Money in the Bank match, there's three people that could potentially get it. Logan Paul for the he runs around and takes selfies with it, and he becomes like the heel, like popping in, thinking he's going to cash in, but doesn't. You know. And like he just keeps toying with he could literally if Logan Paul gets it, I want him to go to every brand, every show, and tease a title. He should be like, I'm gonna get this one, I'm gonna do this one, and tease everybody. You know, like, if if Logan Paul on heel money in the bank, he could go away for three months and yeah. do all these different vlogs with the briefcase. With the vlogs, he needs to, well, if he gets it, that's what he should do. He should be going everywhere with it, like travel with it, doing putting up TikTok videos with it. Yeah. But I also want him I want him to go to NXT and be like, hey Carmelo, I'm coming for you. Mm, I just tease everyone. No, I want him to do that. He needs to tease he is the, he, he is what NXT is. He needs to go everywhere, Sam. He needs to go he should go to Lucha Underground and fight them. <laughs> the He's the forbidden door. This brief you know what I was is- thinking about today for some weird reason is um you know Santos Escobar? Yes, uh, he's, he's in small, the right? He's little, right? Yeah. When he yeah. was in Lucha Underground, he was King Cuerno. And for some reason, man, I thought he was huge. I thought he was, like, really, really big. And then I found out he was King Cuerno. I was like, what the fuck? Right. But yeah, that was besides the I just thought of Lucha Underground. You just remember me Lucha Underground. No, Logan Paul does not know what NXT is. Um, he barely knows what SmackDown is. I would I would like to see well if he gets it he needs to elevate this briefcase and needs to elevate he is a celebrity he's brought in to elevate the brand to bring eyes to the product yeah he, I I hope they do I hope if he wins it, it they do some fun stuff with that they he better they better do fun stuff. I want and 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 now that he can go for any for any title he should be teasing Gunther he should be teasing Austin Theory he should be teasing Austin the, Oscar, yeah, I would see. I, I do a. Pro, I'm not saying he should actually face them, but have promos with them. Like he needs to be the smarmy chicken shit heel, teasing every man. He should be showing up in the middle of matches, uh, and just create chaos. I want him to be like the Joker, with this yeah. briefcase. Yeah, it could also like doing all these different um, segments and. and what if he goes to another promotion too? With him, it could really change. What if he? What if he goes to another? What if Triple H pulls something and fights Vince on it and says he can go Not with him. it to another mm. to another promotion? Not him. 
He's only contracted to wrestle like three or four times a year. No, but I want him to just go. Do you realize how many eyes will be on that if he goes, if he just shows up in Impact? I mean, yes, but no, not him. I do not want to possibly doing that with somebody else. I could even, I could see Roman doing it before Logan Paul. But who would Vince and Triple H be more willing to let a celebrity or a contracted talent? Um, They would want to keep Logan Paul to themselves because he is the biggest celebrity in the world, according to them. Yeah, and he's also, he's not showing up on another promotion for nothing. He's showing up with a WWE product, (laughs) a title, a briefcase. Well, okay, so who do you think? I I mean, look, it's going to be either Priest or Logan Paul or maybe LA Knight. But who who are you feeling? A lot of people are saying LA Knight. um, But I want Logan Paul to win. I want to see what they do with that. I think LA Knight... LA Knight beat Ray Mysterio clean and people were chanting for LA Knight. Like he's yeah, over they with were. the top. He is over. I watched this video uh that was LA Knight when he first came on and LA Knight like a week or two ago, and the uh, reaction was so different. The reaction is insane. If he wins, but now here's the thing. If he wins, he needs to cash in then that night. For like full like momentum. Like cause yeah, if he wins, it's gonna be great. But, but on I who, think though? on who? Theory? Seth? Or Roman. Theory, maybe. Oh, that's another thing. Roman's fighting on this pay-per-view. We haven't even gotten to that. Does the oh, Money in yeah, the Bank you're winner... Right. Does the Money in the Bank winner go to Roman? Maybe Roman gets laid out, and then the Money Laid the out from the in. Civil War match. We, we have to talk about that. What, um, if, what if LA Knight wins... And then he comes out with a tag team partner and makes the Civil War a triple threat match. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I guess that doesn't work because the belt would That doesn't work. work, but it's hilarious. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's lead into our discussion of the what's going to be the main event, probably, is the Bloodline Civil War match. We have Roman and Solo versus the Usos. Um, this is clearly setting up SummerSlam, in my opinion. Um, there's also rumors, uh, Sam, of... Randy Orton coming back uh, and potentially fighting Roman at SummerSlam. Um, wow. Does Randy Orton get involved in this match? Randy Orton went to Disneyland recently. I bet that's what they're using as a thing that he, and then they sneak, sneak him in there, you know? Yeah. I, I could see a Randy Orton movie. coming back. I could see someone coming back. Here's the thing. Who shows up? Who who is there a surprise or do we get a clean finish? I'm thinking I'm thinking somebody does show up. I don't think it's gonna be Rock. That would be too. I don't that think would so be too. You know, I really like it's not gonna happen, but I really want them to bring in like the MLW people, uh, and Jacob Fatu, uh, Lance Anawe, and uh, and uh, Juicy Finale, and have them be the new Bloodline. I think that would be so fucking dope. It's a way to keep Roman protected. If yeah, other. Fought to bringing a whole new, like a whole new group of uh, Samoan Samoans, and then one yeah. of them is Tongan, but he like he came up with the Samoans, like and Juicy Fanu, he's like a 400 pounder, he is a big, he is who's tall. he related to? Nobody, he's Tongan. Oh, I don't well, think Tonga kid's related, related, like, related to Haku, he's not related to Tonga kid, is he? I don't think so. I mean, he maybe Tonga kid's related, Tonga kid looks like Rikisha. I think they're either cousins I, I, or brothers. I know that Jacob Fatu is like kind of took taking a juicy for now under his wing, and Lance Anawai is related. So he's Anawai, so obviously, he's he's yeah, exactly. He's part of the family. Yeah. I'm not sure who he is, but he's part of the no, family. I don't know who he's related to. I have to get so Wikipedia has the bloodline tree somewhere. Jacob um, Fatu even calls him out on, on MLW, like he does a promo on MLW. He goes, oh, 
you know, you know what bloodline I'm from. <laughs> I'm from the real bloodline. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think that'd be super cool. Roman, part of me thinks that Roman will get pinned in this, and that'll set up whoever pins him gets maybe a title shot out of it. Oh, that'd be good. It'll probably be Jay. I think we're going to see Roman and Jay at SummerSlam. But is there enough money on Roman versus Jay at SummerSlam? Mm, main event Jay Uso. Main event Jay Uso. Main event of SummerSlam Jay Uso. Does and does and does and and do we get <laughs> do we get Jay versus Roman and then does Jimmy get jealous and turn on? Is that where mm-hmm. we get that too? I don't think so. I feel like I feel like they can't. They just turn. They can't turn again. <laughs> we might even get Jimmy versus uh, 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 um, Solo. That's or true. Or maybe uh, Jimmy and Solo in a shark tank, shark cage. In a shark cage. <laughs> yeah, above the ring or something. I think that whatever happens in this match is going to lead have huge implications on SummerSlam and is going to be insane. And maybe there'll be some outside interference. Uh, but I don't see anything. I mean, man, like someone with the Money in the Bank match, they they could they could cash in on Roman. He's there. I mean, especially if it gets to a point where Roman's vulnerable, yeah. Because if he's in that main event and they have an all-out war and everybody's laid out unconscious, you know, cue the music. Here comes L.A. Knight cashing in the bank. That would be insane. That would be crazy. What if Roman did lose it like that? That'd be crazy, right? He's already he's already reached a thousand days. But he's not beat Hulk Hogan. That'll be uh, payback. Um, wow. Do they? What if they do this, Sam? They don't give it to. They don't give it to Logan. They give it to LA Knight. He catches. He tries to catch it and fails, and then he joins that club. He joins what? Like, oh, the fail club. Like LA Knight wins it, but then yeah. he fails on Roman. I can see that. I can see like that. the fans, they go on a roller coaster, like oh, and then oh, no, he loses and he's humiliated. Yeah, I can even see like all four of them, and then like Vince out. comes out and goes, "See, I gave you, I gave you your LA Knight win, but he's humiliated." <laughs> no, there is no Vince. <laughs> Vince is more like, let me change the script. Does L- to, to, to me, if LA Knight wins the Money in the Bank and somehow eventually loses it, to me that defeats the purpose of giving it to him. Absolutely. He should not. If I'd rather LA, LA Knight should not. LA Knight is better off not winning than ca- winning and cashing and failing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then maybe, who knows, maybe. Because, like, you know, all it took was one match, uh, AJ does, versus Roman, to, uh, to like, make Vince like AJ. Does, does Logan also fail in the same night? To me, if he Logan wins. To. I mean, Logan's not going to become WWE champion. I mean, no, but to me, if Logan wins, he, he should have it for a while and, you know, elevate yes, it. Yes, I agree. To me, I think he does eventually fail. To me, you don't want to put it, you don't want, you're not going to take it, you're not going to take the belt off Roman right now, not before SummerSlam. I know I've teased this, it would be insane if it happens, but it's like, it's not going to happen, not before a big SummerSlam match. And if you're, if you win Money in the Bank, you're like, I have one year to cash in. Who knows, yeah, why do you need months, to cash in? Eight months, Roman, Roman, Roman may not be the champion. Mm-hmm. And you also don't have to cash in on that title. You have the heavyweight title. You have the, the, the Intercontinental. You have any title. Yeah, don't don't go for the Intercontinental title. You're not going <laughs> to win. Gunther's like, I defeat you. <laughs> I am the ring general. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. I'll be honest. I'm excited for this pay-per-view. Um, 
Should be a good time. Uh, yeah, it'll be there's going to be SummerSlam, in, which I am going to SummerSlam, so there's going to be implications. There's going to be a lot of feuds come up from this. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm excited. Um, any final thoughts on Money in the Bank? You know, it's going to be a good show. Um, yeah, I'm just excited about it, I guess. I'm not, I mean, you know, there's not a lot of star power, I guess, or I don't know. It's, I mean, on paper, how do I want to say this? On paper, it doesn't look that great, but I think it'll be pretty good fun. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm going to watch it, but I'm not going to be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be happy. What time <laughs> is it on? Like 10 o'clock or noon or something? Uh, something like that, yeah. Dang, I forgot about that. I mean, no one needs to... You don't need to watch everything live. Yeah, but, but I have I, something at 11, I just realized. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I can just watch it later. Watch it later. Just don't look at... Uh, just don't, don't look, look at my media. phone at all. Yeah. I'm doing... Uh, yeah, I just... I have, I have a... a and a podcast recording at 11 on Saturday. So, uh, all right, Sam, I gotta get going. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your dry cleaner. Uh, give us your social media real quick before you get out of here. Yes. Uh, if you want to follow me at Pratik Comedy, uh, PratikComedy.com, follow this podcast, follow Sam, follow Xavier. Shout out to Xavier. We hope he will be back soon. Uh, I got a bunch of dates coming out this uh, summer. I'll be in New York as well as uh, might be going overseas as well. We're still re- we're figuring out some dates. Some things I think are rescheduled. Card is always subject to change, but you can find me in New York uh, around 4th of July weekend, and I'll put those dates on the website. So check me out, at Pratik Comedy on Instagram and TikTok and my website, PratikComedy.com. Support the show, guys. Hell yeah, that's cool. I know you go to New York. That's, that's awesome. New and what about you, Sam? You can find me at Funky Sam Medina across the board. I got a whole bunch of shows that I'm excited about, so just follow my page, and I'll tell you about them. I'll brag about them. I'll tell you to go to them. Um, yeah, at Funky Sam Medina. Um, I have a link tree. You can find this podcast and a whole bunch of other podcasts. Um, HypotheticalComedy.com is the place to go. Shout out to uh, Xavier. He's going to hopefully come and play cleanup uh, on Money in the Bank. Yes, let's all clean up. Uh, let's all clean up ourselves after Money in the Bank. And you can talk about all the GCW stuff, too. Yeah, absolutely, man. They're wild. They're doing some wild shit. All right. Take care, everyone. Happy weekend. Hell yeah.